0: Welcome back to the Heartland Pod. My name is Adam Summer. I am your host. Thank you for joining me. This is August 30th, Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. Uh, and this is a, a different show than one that we normally uh, drop. I haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, and scheduling-wise, it just made sense. So I'm going to do it now. Uh Thanks for thanks for being here. By the way, uh, if you're new to the Heartland Pod, just a couple of things: uh, make sure you subscribe. It's the easiest way to help us out. And if you've been listening to us for a while and you haven't done so, subscribing and leaving us a rating is very, very helpful. It's a it's a huge way to help us stay up on the charts on iTunes and Spotify and things like that. So that when folks go looking for a show, they can find this show. It sounds sounds uh, simple cuz it is simple uh, and so that's that's really a, a huge way to help. Uh, you can also follow us on all of our social media. We're on Twitter at the heartland pod. We are on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok as well as the heartland pod. And you can find us online with heartlandpod.com. And if you really like what we're doing, if you want to help us out, if you want to give us a little bit of support financially to make things a little bit easier to make these shows, uh, you can do that. You can go to heartlandpod.com and click on the Patreon button. You can subscribe to our shows right there on Patreon and get extra stuff. Uh, we do some extra shows, uh, some last call episodes where we deep dive on something and uh, kind of cut loose a little bit. We do some live streaming over there. Uh, we do some blogging over there. So, all kinds of different things you can get by being a supporter over on our Patreon. And to all of the folks who are doing that already, we. We appreciate it so much. It makes such a big difference as we try to uh, you know, move this project forward and to change the conversation uh, because that's, that's what we're trying to do here uh, in Missouri and around the heartland and, and who knows, who knows, the nation at large, right? The world, nay, I say the world. Um, but at least for right now, uh, Missouri is a good start, right? Um, so why is this show a little bit different? Um, well, because it's just me, and I'm just going to talk for a little bit. Uh, I was having a thought, and the thought turned into a little bit of writing, and that turned into um, pages uh, of of writing, uh, about four pages of writing um, total. And it was just kind of an idea that was kicking around in my head. Uh, so I thought, you know what, I'll just go ahead and record it, and I'll make it the show this week for Tuesday. Um, another thing that before I get to it this is sort of a random thought um, we have no affiliation with the Heartland Institute and I think that's probably a good thing for folks to know for sure um, in fact we have no affiliation with anything we're completely uh, independent. Uh, we have a small media company that uh, three of us own and then we have six folks who work on shows in different ways and uh, you know provide different parts of of what you hear as the feed for the and pod, that's it. Uh, that's the extent of what we are and what we have and, and what our connections are from a uh, you know any type of support or anything like that. It's all out-of-pocket and listener support, or 100% independent media uh, in the truest possible sense of the form. We're not a, an arm of a political party or a political action committee or a campaign or, or anything like that. We're just folks who agree that we ought to be talking about this stuff in a different way and – that's it's really that simple, uh, and so that's that's where it all comes from. Uh, I just I've seen more uh, more cognizant awareness of the Heartland Institute recently, and so it just struck me as something to make sure that folks understand uh, that we just we have no affiliation with them. Uh, our name is more about how we feel about the region uh, than anything, and uh, you know we we're in no way, shape, or form related to those uh, abhorrent, uh, ridiculous people at the Heartland Institute. So. Uh, all right, so what am I talking about? This is uh, it's kind of a longer version of the opening statement, uh, and it's a thought that I have titled Destruction of Choice. Um, and I think you'll see why the title is what it is, but uh, you know, the essence is is essentially just that, you know, we get caught up with these arguments about freedom and what is freedom and what isn't freedom. And we are so bogged down in arguments about things that aren't real, um, that don't matter at all. And we miss the bigger picture as a result. And so uh, we've talked about several times that, you know, 2022, Donald Trump's not on the ballot, uh, but progress is on the ballot. Progress is always on the ballot. I've said that several times into the microphone. And that's sort of the bigger picture. So. I just thought it would be helpful to help us all focus up on that so uh, without further ado uh, here is uh, the thought that was in my head that i wrote down Uh, i hope you enjoy it and uh, i'm interested to hear any thoughts that folks have uh, on twitter at the heartland Pod, or you can send them straight to me at adam underscore summer s-o-m-m-e-r adam underscore summer s-o-m-m-e-r 85 on twitter all right here we go The opinion in the Dobbs case was a shock to the system for America that appears to have had a serious impact on a great many people. And for these last couple of months, I've wondered, why? Why was this opinion, this issue, this particular incursion into basic freedom, why is this the line for so many people? And then it hit me. By making abortion illegal, it destroyed... An illusion, it destroyed the illusion of choice. You see, we as people need the choice on the surface. We crave the choice. Choice is, in reality, the basis of the perceived freedom we experience in the United States. Your choice of where to live, what clothes to buy, to wear, to leave in your closet as a reminder of the lie we tell ourselves about the choice to get into better shape. The choice of food to eat, you ever try to pick a restaurant with a group of people? It's a nearly impossible task. Choice keeps us busy. The more choices we have, the less likely we are to realize how little our choices actually matter. Think about the kinds of things we've seen explode as the base of arguments about freedom. Just recently, the freedom to not wear a mask, the freedom to not get a vaccination, the freedom to not take any steps to avoid a dangerous virus regardless of your impact on others. These are minor choices in the grand scheme of life as far as personal freedom goes. They are emblematic of the minute choices used to placate our psyche. We can see this illustrated at the grocery store dozens of options for bottled water, more varieties of chips, breakfast cereal, cookies, soda, alcohol. You could spend a half an hour in just those aisles. But if I pick Cheerios, let's say, and you pick Lucky Charms, have we made, at that point, a meaningful decision? The more we're able to simplify our actual decisions, the easier it is to distinguish the real decision, the substance, from the superficial decision, the flash that distracts us, keeping our minds busy with saccharine while the real decisions are made under the radar. Take the cereal question. If we simplify that issue from the kind of cereal you're buying to simply are you buying cereal, we eliminate a superficial level. But that can be taken a step further. From cereal, we can zoom out again. It takes it all the way back to grain. From grain we can go to being simply food and finally to the ultimate level of mere sustenance. We have at our fingertips in modern society in most areas the ability to procure sustenance for human survival with great ease compared to even 100 years ago. Go another 100 and most meat consumption is either a, a fresh kill or a brine stored meat in a barrel. Survival itself was the core of existence in many ways And today, we still have remnants of this with the many festivals in the fall, old harvest festivals, periodic feasts on holidays. At some point in the developed world, we crossed the threshold from surviving to living. Now many of us take vacations in the summer months. The thing that is often sold as American culture, it's barely 70 years old at best. We take these vacations in the summer, and they were sold to us as a way to unwind from the stress of a modern life. For the time once reserved for working, make hay while the sun is shining, the saying goes. Because once the winter months would come, if if you didn't have it, if you didn't have the means to survive, if you hadn't made hay while the sun was shining, well, it could be more than a long winter. It could be deadly. In those conditions, ruling the people is simpler. When the people do not have time to contemplate the issues of the day, those in power need not worry about the future. It perpetuates itself. Threats to power are easily detected, and the incumbent is rarely at risk. Today, however, the power dynamic is visible in new ways. With shows like this, with the ability for all of society to be connected instantly, with the ability to replace hunting and gathering with easy trips to the grocery store, and now not even grocery stores themselves just go to the pickup, maybe even delivery. We have created time on a scale that we did not have prior, even with the nearly limitless supply of entertainment options and content from streaming and cable of everything else on the internet. We still have an ability now to stop and watch the way power is created, the way it's held, the way that power is utilized, wielded, on a daily basis. And if you're so inclined, 24-7, you can be paying attention to that. And those with the power, they're fully aware. And This is where the necessity of that blanket, that illusion of choice, becomes so useful. Choice itself leads to a need for self-approval. The original decision-making, the way it was described, the true philosophy behind it, Plato's cave, the decision to reject the shadow in favor of the sunlight, the decision to step out of the cave and see what else exists, the decision to leave the security and safety of what is known for the unknown. Self-approval is tied to our decision-making. I got the best thing. I got the best deal. I know the secret to make the right decision. I buy the right make of automobiles. You don't understand what I understand. I buy the best clothing at the best value. The choices I make are all better than yours. And by default, that makes me better at making my choices, which makes me better. Now, I'll extend that, even subconsciously, into politics, since I've already convinced myself, anyway, of my own superior decision-making skills. Is it any wonder, then, that my political choices are smarter and better as well? At least to me. With that, the dichotomy is set up. The objective and factual approach, on the one hand, desiring to approach every decision as its own distinct issue worthy of evaluation, and the subjective, I-know-the-answer-because-I-always-get-it-right approach, which is not interested in consequence, only in the self-approval of making the right choice. This is why folks will vote for the perceived winner in a primary. This is why folks will defend obviously bad politicians, because to admit fault for their choice is to admit fault for themselves. So we disagree. Then we agitate one another. Then we clash. Meanwhile, those in charge continue to sell us our food, our clothing, our electronics, They continue to take our money. They continue to convert small amounts from each one of us into large piles of gold in the dragon's cave. Regardless of how you vote, your money spends just the same. And with modern economic responses, even spending can be siloed into political and self-identification models. Buy this coffee. It supports a cause that you agree with. Don't eat at this restaurant. It supports a cause that you don't agree with. Don't watch that show. It's made by these people. Watch this show. It's more inclusive. We make our choices, and we feel like we're exercising power in doing so. But in the end, the only choice we are making is to perpetuate the same cycles of power. Only by recognizing the distinction, by realizing that the color of the cereal box is meaningless to the purpose of the contents... That which show we watch doesn't change the fact that we're still sitting using our brain power to simply take in the creation of somebody else. Only when we stop and think about that can we rise out of the cycle of power and extraction of resources that keeps the same small group of folks propped up in power while the rest of us fight with one another over largely irrelevant choices. Freedom isn't the right to smoke a cigarette indoors or to own a 30-round magazine for ammunition or the ability to choose a vegetarian option at a restaurant. Freedom is realizing those issues are secondary to the reality in which we live and having the courage to admit the difference. We have, as humans, spent our time on this planet mostly fighting about choices while failing time and again to realize that the ultimate choice, the ultimate freedom is to realize our own insignificance and not pretend that we are the star of our own personal drama, our own personal show choice in and of itself is destructive choice leads us to our own personal destruction as we silo off in our own choices it becomes virtually impossible to see the interconnectivity at work. You don't think about the fact that the choice that you made is one of a million people making the same choice. You don't think about the fact that your decision-making is probably very similar to other people's decision-making or the way that it's been impacted by advertising. I personally love advertising. I love it. I like to admit when it works. I like to admit when it moves me to spend money because it helps me see that exactly that the choice is the leading cause of the destruction. The elimination of the choice with the Dobbs decision, the elimination of the existence of what felt like the safety of choice is why it hits so hard. It's not that Dobbs made it so that abortions can't happen. We know that that's not true. Abortions can happen. Abortions are still happening. What it does is it eliminates the safety of the choice. It eliminates the feeling that the choice exists, the knowledge for women and for anybody who could bear a child, that they aren't going to, be put in a position where they don't have an ability to make a choice. And that's really the core of the issue. It's the safety that the choice signifies. In this instance, in the Dobbs instance, in the instance of abortion, of making that level of decision, that type of choice, that is real freedom. That is the real freedom that's being impacted, that's actual choice, substantive choice. It's not the packaging. It's not the color of the cereal box. It's not the flavor of the alcohol. It's a real fundamental core principle of actual human freedom. What to do with our body. What to do with our life. The decisions we get to make, the decisions we get to control about actual core existence, about actual survival. That's why it hits so hard. That's why the destruction of choice in this instance is so animating for so many people. It's why choice in and of itself Simply having choice doesn't create freedom. It's the type of choice that matters. It's the kind of freedom, the core principle of freedom that matters. And for the first time in a long time, we have felt a true erosion of actual freedom in this country. And I hope everybody understands it. I hope everybody understands it. The Heartland Pod is a production of MidMap Media, LLC. Follow us on Twitter with at theheartlandpod. With email, you can reach us, heartlandpod2020 at gmail.com. Online with heartlandpod.com. Subscribe and please sign up for our Patreon with patreon.com slash heartlandpod. Become a podhead or an official Podgressive today and unlock all of our content. See you at the next show.